But as of right now, everything that you're saying is stuff that I've only ever heard in movies and books. The stuff that you claim is fantasy to me and always has been. Shit, what kind of protagonist am I? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hello, theologisters, sisters, and misters. Welcome to the coven. Today we'll be talking about my experience with a dragon. It's the dragon story, guys. Guys, it's the dragon story. I mentioned this all the way back in the trailer last fall. (laughs) Yes, I'm hype, Arthur. Our audience is hype, Arthur. Tell me about the goddamn dragon. I feel like you're overhyping it and now I'm fucking scared to not fucking... Arthur... You made me overhype it by telling me you saw a fucking dragon. Well, I mean, that that's not false. <laughs> so, okay, uh, last timeline, you mentioned like your encounter with this possible ghost, which I'm still reeling about. Um, but you said- Are like, you still going to say possible at this point? Yes, for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you talked about how on this road, you feel like it's some kind of like a liminal realm- space and that on the same road that you saw this shadow ghost girl you saw a mcfucking dragon i wouldn't call an entrance to the realms because you can't go there willingly like you can't you can't go there expect to go into a realm and go into one that's it doesn't work it's like a weird place where it's no longer your town depending on the realm really and depending on what's going on but for most of mine it's not even been the town it's been an entirely different place i mean like the two times that you've had an experience i mean it still resembled your town right oh but i didn't enter the realm so what do you think you did when you saw these two things something appeared out of the realm and then very quickly decided to go back into it. So do you think that it was- Or rather, in her case, didn't decide to go in very quickly at all. (laughs) So are you suggesting that these two entities were from some sort of parallel realm and they stepped into ours? Or do you think that realms exist on top of each other and that only sometimes we can see things? That's more parallel universe kind of deal. I guess. It's a little bit more different. So like when you say a realm, I I know- Like people don't freaking exist there. That's for sure. No, but I mean like they exist on top of each other and they never like intertwine except in like special cases. And in these special cases, it's kind of like a radio playing two stations at the same time. Right. So like it's as if our world and this- opposing realm are two different channels on a radio two different stations Mm -hmm. but they exist on the same radio Mm -hmm. like they occupy the same space you can't listen to both at the same time except in these special cases yeah and in these special cases i've never seen a repeating factor other than location for my sakes so i guess i should say how many realms have you physically entered that you know of uh if i'm trying to count them out i'm gonna say one multiple times and in different locations i've been placed but one 
So the one realm, do you think that that realm is the same as this sort of gateway? Like, does it lead to the same place if you were to enter it, if you were able to enter it? I think it might. It doesn't have the same hostile feeling to it, though. But it very well might. The only reason it has a hostile feeling to me, I think, is because I don't belong there. Right. And I know I don't belong there. When you walked on that road and you had these two experiences, did you feel like you were not supposed to be there? Did you have that same feeling? It was like a curious sort of, like, I felt kind of like dazed, like, what the hell kind of deal, but calm. And, you know, there was a little panic with the girl at first. Right. Where it was like, I should jump into traffic, followed by, don't fucking do that, idiot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like. Thank God. But, um, so in that case, I had a slight pang of anxiety and then followed by, wait, what's going on? Something's off. When you describe the this realm, this street being some sort of, a, not necessarily a gateway, but like a place where the veil is thin. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good term for that. So it's not like this street is a realm or is home to a realm. It's it's more of a place where somebody's playing two stations of the radio at the same time every now and then. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I think that's a good analogy. So, I mean, honestly, like what I think would be such a good like way to test this, not that it would necessarily work, but having like a spirit box or something similar, like taking it over to the one specific spot that you think is like the most active and then like going to another part of your town, but not too far away, but like maybe on like just a different road and seeing Mm -hmm. if we get like absolute silence, like if there's a massive difference, you know? I know a couple of spots that are varying. Um, Would you consider graveyards to also be a place where the veil is thinner? I feel like a graveyard is more of a space that this, this is an entirely different realm. How many realms do you think there are? At least two. So ours. Not including us. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this hostile realm that you physically have been into. Mm-hmm. And the- A realm where the dead tend to wind up. There's a uh, there's a lot to that. Um, from what I recall my mother telling me is that the spirits go off to this their own little realm that is adjacent to us. And they can spend their time there reading. I believe she said there was a beautiful library there that was like a kind of, they could go and like look at everything that happened in their life. I know that they can come through the veil and like try and talk to their loved ones. Um, And eventually they decide on whether or not they want to go back. Like they want their spirit to go back or if they want to stay there and stop going back. And that's where the multiple, um, different lives come from your slate is wiped clean but sometimes you can remember bits and pieces so that's that's what i got for you on that realm uh and so i feel like the the um graveyard is kind of like an open space where it's a lot easier to get through the veil and just kind of spend time you know not quote-unquote trapped Mm. because you're not like trapped but you're not like free roam allowed to come in and out as you please okay sure you can send messages, you can talk, but you can mostly talk a lot better in a graveyard with a medium than you can with just general out there in the world. Yeah, that's valid. So, okay. Realm talk aside, I want you to tell the story. 
I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for well, the dragon. Do it. Um. So remember how with the shadowy ghost girl um, that I had been walking down the street at night after visiting my father mm-hmm. and headed back home? Yeah. This is the same exact thing happened. I was walking down the street back home from visiting my father. At night. It was, yeah, it was the evening. And... As I get to that threshold where the veil kind of gets a bit thinner, I stop because I see something kind of shift in front of me. Mm-hmm. So normally you'd be like, oh, is it a curve? Maybe I should like stop moving and let them go. Mm-hmm. Were you like on the sidewalk? Yeah, I was on the sidewalk again. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, when they're right in front of me mm-hmm. moving, you know, so this was... you're not going to pass through a solid object. So you saw something shift in front of you on the sidewalk. Yes, and my way of walking back then is a lot different from how I walk now. I was a lot more self-conscious, I want to say. So, like, you know, I'm staring down at my feet and, like, a little bit in front of me, making sure I don't, like, trip on anything, like an idiot. Fair. (laughs) And I see something move ahead of me, and so I look up, and at first I was like, oh, it's probably a cur, and then I see this kind of glisten it was like it was like a blue sort of shade that shimmered with like an iridescent purple. Um, and so I started to like focus a little bit more on it because the fuck is this blue iridescent purple thing? What? <laughs> a very like, large bottle of nail polish. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm thinking about is like iridescent nail polish. I feel like you would believe me less if I said it was a giant bottle of nail polish. I think I would believe you more. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but when I was glancing up at it, it moved. And so I was like, okay, what is this iridescent purpley thing? This is weird. So I'm still calm about it. And then I managed to see, like, as I'm looking up and down the body of what I'm seeing, I see a leg and then I see a head and I'm like, that's a dragon. You know how tall that church is. It's the size of a normal building. Right. So it came up to about just below roof height. But it was crouched. It wasn't like on... It it could have stood taller if it wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like crouched down a little bit and just kind of, you know, walking. But, and that's the only reason I could make eye contact with it was because it was crouched down. If it wasn't crouched down, I wouldn't have been able to make eye contact with that fucking dragon. You're saying you made eye contact with a dragon. Yeah. Okay. So like when you say a dragon, what does this dragon look like in terms of like comparing it to what you know, the pop culture version of a dragon. Surprisingly, the pop culture version of dragons isn't entirely off. Like, there's a few things, but it's pretty damn close. Like, I'd I'd have to look up a photo of a dragon right now. But for the most part, it's a facial structure is different by, like, a small amount. Bodies do vary, but bodies vary from uh, east to west. Mm -hmm. So different dragons have different body types, and that's just how that goes. All Uh, dragon bodies are beautiful. Honestly, though, this dragon was beautiful. I would wager to say that dragons can move in different ways as well. Like, some would walk more steadily while others might be more gliding. But I can't say all these things for sure because I've only seen one dragon myself. And I don't think I'm ever going to see another one. So was it walking towards you? Was it walking away from you? It was walking alongside that, that driveway section that I had shown you. It's almost like perpendicular to you? Yeah, it was perpendicular. It wasn't beside me. It was in front of me walking uh, 
I did notice that you didn't even ask about the eye color. I would call them blue, but just calling them blue really isn't doing them justice. They were just too pretty. They almost matched the scales and like the iridescence, but not quite. It's, it's very indescribable. <laughs> so how long were you able to look at this dragon? I would say it's really hard to gauge time when you're like staring at a dragon. I mean, valid. Slightly under a minute, maybe. And then what happened? Did it disappear? It did, but the way that it disappeared was very interesting. Go on. The way that it vanished wasn't like a poof, I'm gone. Right. But it's kind of like, you know, I, I hate to do this, but you know how Harry Potter has like the invisibility cloak? Yeah. And how like he slowly goes under it. Right. And how it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like draping a sheet or like slowly lifting and lowering a skirt over your leg kind of deal. Like lowering the veil. I'm so done with you. (laughs) So it kind of like slowly sank into it headfirst. Do you think it knew you were there? Oh, absolutely. We made eye contact. I mean, do you think that like it saw you the same way that you saw it? Yes. We had like this calm sort of... Acknowledgement? Acknowledgement of one another followed by this kind of... It was like an understanding of you exist, I exist... We move on with life. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, so after that happened, I'm assuming you kept walking, but like... Yeah, I just kept walking. I was so used to this shit by now. So I know at least some people in our audience are going to raise the same question that I've raised to you. So I feel the need to reiterate it to be thorough. How do you know or can you know that it wasn't a hallucination? Because I don't hallucinate visually or audibly. I mean, you could say that and believe that. However, that isn't to say that some people have had like one or two, like they're not schizophrenic, but maybe they've had one or two visual hallucinations. You could say that I've had one or two visual hallucinations if it wasn't for the fact that this is a continuous thing over the course of my life and I've had various psychiatrists, therapists, I've had my brain examined in a in an MRI, I've had all these things done to me and nothing comes up wrong. Can you tell if someone is sch- uh, schizophrenic from an MRI? Yes, because it's a scan of your brain. You would be able to tell if something was off. I've never had anything come up abnormal there. And I've had at least six. (laughs) Brain scans? Yes, because of my lupus. We were making sure the activity wasn't hurting me. And you could say that maybe my lupus brought it on, but that's not true either, because I had it before the lupus as well. You were, yeah, because, um, right, because like the fairies and all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can say to this as an outsider, right? Like, one, I mean, that's fucking cool. I mean, hallucination, hallucination or not. Either way, that would be fucking cool. I've asked other witches about it too, and about different dragons and like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And I got a couple of interesting responses. Um, Most dragons break down to four different types, either fire, water, earth, or metal, uh, for the most part. Sorry, and who told you? You said other witches, but like... Uh, This one specifically is a friend I know called Tank. (laughs) Tank. He's a really nice guy. Uh, I hope he is large and in charge. He is Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he'd give good hug. He do give good hug. Nice. He also make bracelet. Aww. Very nice man. So uh, this person also practices witchcraft. Yes, to his own um, to his own discretion. I don't ask much about his witchcraft or his voodoo or whatever he does. I don't I don't ask about his spiritual work. I should say. 
I don't know if he specifically does witchcraft or anything like that. I know my mother does, and I know that he lived with my mother and I for a little bit. Did you compare this to any other witches? I compared it with my mother because she's always been the most knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And she seemed to kind of jump off of it and go, yeah, no, this is kind of how things are. I didn't get too into details with dragons with her. Um, I just told her about my experience and was like, the fuck? Why me? Yeah, Why always me? that's normal. <laughs> she doesn't say like, yeah, that's normal. But she's like, yeah, you know, they exist. And so do this and that and this and that. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> so would you wager to guess that people have based the pop culture dragon off of real encounters like this one? It is quite possible. Because for them to be so similar. In fact, I'd say it's quite likely. Or do you think it was the other way around and that people created this ideology and spoke it into existence? Did people manifest dragons? I mean, that could be a thing, but manifesting an entire species is... I mean, a lot of people (laughs) on this planet really fucking love dragons. I know they do, and why wouldn't they? I I feel like if enough people wished dragons were real, because let's be honest, what, like, 12-year-old kid with an Aragon book wouldn't wish the dragons were real? (laughs) I do recall uh, this one witch uh, talking about how they carried around a rock that looked like an Aragon egg for, like, a good portion of their childhood, and that they still had it. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. They were like, I was convinced that it was a baby dragon egg and that it was going to hatch. Aww. And I'm like, that is adorable. That's precious. Oh, my <laughs> God. But OK, so like, I mean, it really could go either way, right? Because so assuming the fact that dragons are real, that you saw a real dragon, whatever that means, whether that means they only exist in a separate realm or whatever, um, that either people saw them. And then created the ideology around it and all the art and all the stories. Or it was the other way around and that people came up with this whole concept. And because so, so many people fell in love with this concept and believed it, if you believe in manifesting, I wonder if that is something that could have happened. That just enough people wished for something to be real and in some parallel realm, it became so. But what's interesting is that these things go back all the way back from the 5th and 6th centuries and even further. That is true. So it's not just like new age, you know, quote unquote new age, uh, fantasy and things that like people wish into existence. This goes back 5th, 6th century and possibly further. So, okay, so uh, Tank told you that there were like these four different types of dragons. Um... Tank told me that most dragons break down into those four different types. So what else did he tell you? Um, Within that, you have three different stages of growth, which is the wyvern, the drake, and the great worm. The great worm? (laughs) I know, it's a a great fucking name, isn't it? The great worm. (laughs) The great worm, all hail. (laughs) (laughs) That's so delightful. Look at him, he's great. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I asked him how long dragons live. Mm-hmm. And he said the average lifespan is about 1,200 years or so. And I asked why we don't see them as often. Because, you know, something as big as a dragon and 
Like, why don't we see them? And a couple answers I got were they don't want to be seen. And these are from varying people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to be seen. They have the invis- ability to go invisible, which I've heard so many times. And people are like, maybe that's where the idea for the invisibility cloak came from. And I'm like, that could have come from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that doesn't necessarily coincide with dragon. <laughs> uh, and then another one is that we don't see them as often now because there are not as many places for something that size to hide anymore. So a large human population making it so that humans are kind of the invasive invasive species in this sense. So if this is to be believed, then I would assume that dragons would then exist here on Earth, not in a separate realm. But the thing is, I think that the realms intertwine. Do you think that dragons came from the realm or did they come from here? That is an interesting question. And also, so out of curiosity, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but the people that you asked these questions, how did they get this information themselves? Like I'm assuming research, but it makes me wonder like who set these rules, you know? Yeah, I don't necessarily sit down and ask them, where did you get this information? How do you I want know a this? source. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I just ask a bunch of varying people. I'm just like, what do you think? What about this? This? I heard this from this person. Do you agree with this? Do you disagree with this? Have you ever met someone else who's seen a dragon? Uh, Nobody has told me that they've seen a dragon. That doesn't mean I haven't met somebody, but they've never told me. But would you tell somebody that you saw a dragon? No. Yeah. Except if it was like you... So I'm being very open with the audience and saying, yes, I've seen a dragon. Yes, you can call me crazy if you want, but you could call me crazy for all the other stuff too. Like, go ahead. I don't care. (laughs) Go for it. Back when you were telling me the the vague, you know, brief stories, uh, back when we were considering starting the podcast, because I mean, it was this story that when you mentioned like, oh, by the way, I saw a dragon. I think that was really the turning point when I was like, people might want to hear about this people might want to listen to this so that's when i like cut you off and i didn't want to hear anymore and i wanted to be told uh live i suppose i i said it very casually too (laughs) honestly but i i I mean it kind of didn't surprise me because it's you does that make sense like it's surprising I've, i've said a lot of things to you that are just things that have happened in my life and it's like that's insane and i'm like no, that's just my life because <laughs> I'm so desensitized to every experience. Um, but I'm pretty sure I was just like, we're going to come back to this. <laughs> but like since uh, you first told me, you know, the beginnings of these stories before I told you to save it for later, I did bring up the mental health argument and we did talk about that. So, I mean, I'm personally like 95% convinced that at least most of these are not hallucinations. I'd have to look more into how people diagnose things like visual hallucinations. If you can have visual hallucinations without having something showing up in a brain scan, et cetera, et cetera. Like I just, I don't know enough about the brain to 100% with conviction. I will say, so you mentioned that this happened next to a church. Do you Uh think like this is a powerful church like, this is something that I was thinking about, because like you mentioned, like, they were direct, like, this realm exists, like, on the same street right next to this church. 
like do you think the church has anything to do with it or that the that like it's just a very like powerful (laughs) spiritual church i always wonder like if something happened in that area to like do that or if there's something weird about that church i never liked it um but did you get like a bad feeling from it yeah i got a really bad feeling from that church but that's that's just me i could just be weird about it i'd have to revisit the church now and see if i get a bad feeling from it or not if you walk past uh, it at any point let me know yeah i'll let you know if i go back up that area but as of right now everything that you're saying is stuff that i've only ever heard in movies and books the stuff that you claim is fantasy to me and always has been shit what kind of protagonist am i (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) so Basically, I want to run experiments through you because I can't run them through me. Elaborate. Which is why I ask you and I say like, hey, maybe you should try this. Hey, maybe we should try that. But like, it's never like, hey, I'm going to try this. Except that one time that I casted a spell. (laughs) And then you see where that ended up. You're fine. But so that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm getting, I, the average person, am getting a chance to try these things vicariously through you, which obviously I would only be able to do with your consent. But basically, like, I'm throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks because I, again, I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to see what this world that I'm only being invited into through you is capable of because if it's capable of fairies and dragons and gods and goddesses and spells like what else is there what else can you a mortal a human do what is the extent how far could you push it you know I try not to push it. (laughs) Well, and that's why I would never pressure you into doing those things. But that's where my brain always goes. So like whenever I say like, okay, I have an idea. What if we did this? It's because I can't do these things without you, right? I couldn't have this podcast without you. What? (laughs) I just, I'm so just interested because like this is your every day. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. Like- I only think about this stuff when I'm talking to you. Like, otherwise, it is completely out of my... Unless if I'm thinking about you, like, it is just... it. It's not my world. And you wake up every day knowing that a goddess is watching over you specifically. And that you have an altar that you can go to and do cool shit. And that there's a street down the down the road from you that you've seen... A fucking dragon like that's your life which is insane <laughs> and i'm over here like today i went to cvs tomorrow <laughs> i'm gonna edit the podcast and you're like okay so this morning i casted like three spells i talked to morgan <laughs> well this morning i spoke to a crow ballad <laughs> i just i obviously i know you're not like casting spells every waking moment of your life i know it isn't all consuming but it is a big part of you and your identity i would be exhausted if i did that every waking moment of my life but it's just like if you had the opportunity like if one day someone just bestowed upon you the gift of being able to interact with this world 
like you never grew up with it. It wasn't your normal. And one day it was placed into your hands and you didn't know the rules. Wouldn't you also experiment? Yeah, I think I'd jump head first and just be like, okay, let's see what this thing does. And that's like where I'm at because I feel like- But you also know that I'm a very curious to a fault person. Right. <laughs> but like through you, I'm able to vicariously have that experience. I don't need to be powerful. I don't need to have powers and to cast spells. I don't need that. All I want to know is if it's possible. And I think that's why I love talking to you about this stuff and why, obviously why I try to be open-minded- because I want it to be real. Why wouldn't I want dragons to exist? Why wouldn't I want like the world where you're able to commune with goddesses and cast spells? Like what cynical person wouldn't want that to be reality? <laughs> I hate this. I don't want this reality. I wish my reality was boring. <laughs> and you said it yourself. My life is boring in comparison to that. And I agree with you. And I'm okay with that. It's not something that bothers me because it's my normal. Well, I'll be honest. When I started out, I didn't want this. It kept me up at night. I, It was too much. Just having all these things around me and having like various dreams that just came true. And I was like, no, this is too much. You didn't really and have a just, choice. Yeah, you just kind of grow into fuck it. And you accept it. And then when it finally goes away, you have fucking anxiety from hell because where did it go? It's obviously a blessing and a curse, which is why another reason why I'm not going out of my way to be like, I need to be this. I mean, you've explained it to me. I know it's not all fantastical. I know not every day is a day you get to see a dragon and uh, cast a spell for money. Like <laughs> Sometimes you cast a spell for money, you see a dragon, and some days you just get eaten alive. Like, that's just how it goes. Hashtag demon problems. <laughs> anyway we should wrap this podcast i know up. it's just this is such it's such an interesting <laughs> topic but that being said obviously i have infinite questions for you and infinite things i would love to ask you to see if they are possible to try or to test and to pick your brain on so many other things like this timeline series is just me getting a gauge of like everything that you've happened from day one to now and then after we're done with your timeline we're going to start talking about what is happening and what can happen, you know? <laughs> eventually, but are we ready for the future? <laughs> eventually, we'll get to the present and then the future. Uh, but that being said, you saw a fucking dragon. You're a badass fucking witch. <laughs> and I love you and I cherish you and I value you. And I am so glad that you are a part of my life because it is something that I could have never fathomed before meeting you. Oh, thank you, Emma. You're welcome. I hope our audience appreciates you as well. <laughs> I mean, like, because you're sharing... Some of them will, some of them won't. You're sharing it's things that are so personal and so attached to your core self. Like, you're sharing these very vulnerable stories. Like, people could take this and... They could say some really shitty things and they could call you crazy. I I hope that our audience can believe in you the same way that I do. I hope that our audience can stay kind to not just the hosts, but each other. But again, like that idea of whether or not it's reality. I believe that whatever you're telling me, you believe to be the truth. I'm not sure how I would lie about full on stories like this. I mean, some people. They're so specific. I mean, you have to wonder 
right? Like all of the paranormal people that are like, 3am ghost challenge like they're obviously doing it for clickbait and they're doing it for the views and they're fabricating like things in 30 p.m kind of deal <laughs> you know mm-hmm. not the witching hour not any of that stuff so nothing supernaturally strange about walking down the sidewalk until something weird happens <laughs> so i just i hope that our audience appreciates you telling these stories the same way that i do and I just, I, all I can hope for is that the more we talk about this kind of stuff, the closer to, uh, not, I don't want to say truth, because again, I know that you are not lying to me, but like getting to the bottom of what is reality, what can we perceive? What is truly there? You know, that would be an interesting conclusion. And that's where I would love to get with this. I hope at that point I have a, renewed sense of faith in the world whether that's me believing more in the stuff or me believing less I'd, I'd like to feel more concrete in that by the end of what whatever journey we're on right now you know so I guess with that keep an eye out for dragons and stay spooky bye guys